What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. everybody you know what it is it is time for a change in attitude yes indeed uh i am tanner aka the texas gentleman and uh right alongside me here uh my partners in crime for today's episode uh the magnificent uh ori the draw ori how's it going hello good buddy i am good how are you my friend uh, I, I have no complaints personally. Uh, That's <laughs> I'm, good. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing okay. Um, and, and alongside us here, the Scottish one himself, uh, he, he brings his claymore to the session every time. Uh, Danny, Danny, how you doing? I'm doing really well, thank you very much. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm surprised I hadn't brought up the claymore reference previous episodes. Uh, but... <laughs> But uh, but we'll 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 go through here. Um, so I guess to to top I guess to start off at the top of the episode, um, a couple things going on. Doing a little bit of house cleaning. Mags isn't here with us. He has more important family matters to attend to. And um, if you are familiar with podcasting or podcasters, or you are one yourself, real life always comes first. So you know, Mags, you know, just know that we're thinking of you and your family, and you know, make sure to uh, uh, keep in touch. Let us know if there's anything that we can do. Um. Secondly, uh, uh, Ori, uh, tell us a little bit about kind of what we were talking about at the top of the episode. <laughs> Which part? <laughs> well, because because we were talking, and you're like, "Man, I had this premonition." Like, oh I was yeah, I woke to... up this morning. Like, <laughs> so I have a couple of different um, autoimmune disorders that cause my body pain: psoriatic arthritis, fibromyalgia. I've developed neuropathy, and so typically I have a hard time going to sleep, and so. I take some medication at night to help me relax and sleep. Well, last night I didn't take it. Um, I felt tired enough that I could pass out, and I did. And uh, I woke up at one point when my typical alarm goes off to wake me up for day to day and remind me to take my medicine. And that's when we were, you know, Mags had let us know that he wasn't going to be here today. And Mm. we exchanged a few messages, and I legitimately rolled over and went back to sleep. Because that's who I am as a person. And uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when I woke up again. Like we all do. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because it's the weekend. When I woke yeah. up again, I apparently had a dream that I got called into work this morning. And mm-hmm. so when I actually got up to get ready to record and to start, you know, watching the episode. Because I like it to be fresh so I can remember things a little bit easier. Um I started checking through my phone, just double checking that I hadn't been called into work. So Mm -hmm. I'm sitting here watching the episode. We pull up StreamYard. We're all popping in, chatting. And all of a sudden, my phone rings. Guess who it is? It's my (laughs) boss. And one of my coworkers. Yeah, he really is. Sean's a great (laughs) dude. And uh, he's a he. Is a gamer and a former streamer like I uh, I am now over on Twitch. And uh, he's like, hey, lady. And I'm like, let me guess. And he's like, yep, coworker called out again. We need to put a now hiring sign up and all this other stuff. And so, yeah, so now I'm going into work. But, um, yeah, it was really weird how, you know, my mom and I, we call it the ESPN. It's not the ESPN. It's the ESPN. And so how that kind of kicked in and I kind of knew – yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And so, um, but you know, we record these in advance, um, and 
sometimes things happen that we are completely unprepared for. So by the time this episode comes out, it'll be two or three weeks since this happened. But because we are covering the Attitude Era, um, I think we would be remiss in not taking a minute to remember the amazing person that was Scott Hall, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. Razor Ramon. Um, And I wanted to be here for this before I popped out. Um, And and I don't have, you know, and if you've been listening to this show long enough, you know that I did not really grow up watching the Attitude Era. I didn't really get heavy into wrestling until late 99, early 2000 because of a guy I was dating. And but still, it's amazing how even being so tangentially connected to wrestling, and this is something I was talking to my husband about, um, Mm. everybody knew the bad guy. Everybody knew Razor Ramon. You know, Mm. there's things within the wrestling hemisphere that transcend just professional wrestling that work their way into regular everyday consumption, you know, like everybody knows, hey, yo, like even if you've never watched wrestling, you know, hey, (laughs) yo, and the throwing of the toothpick at the camera or in somebody's Uh, face, you know, it's amazing how even something that most of the world looks up, looks at as silly or fake can still influence our society as a whole. I mean, look at John Cena. There's a lot of people that have never watched WWE, but they know the you can't see me with the hand motion and interviewing John Cena. Like, who are they interviewing? There's nobody there. You know, it's amazing how pro wrestling can touch our lives in such a way. And, you know, I I joked around uh, on when Mags and Cy were doing chain wrestling and they were talking about Scott Hall, you know, as he had passed. And I was like, he was so amazing that WWF attempted to recreate him terribly. You know, that's how missed he was in that company. And there's so many things we wouldn't have the crow version of sting if it wasn't for Scott Hall. He's the one who came up with that gimmick. And, you know, I really like what he said in his hall of fame speech, you know, um, what was it? Bad times Uh, don't last, but bad guys do. I can't remember the full one, but it's, you know, yeah. it's like a really good bar. Hard work pays off. Uh, yeah, dreams, yeah come dreams come true. Come true. Bad times don't bad times last, don't but bad bad guys do. It's like a bad really good do. like. Uh, that's a that's a hit you in the feels kind of kind yeah. of yeah yeah especially if you know him and his character and, his story, and kind of like and his personal and, story too yeah his his life all the way through um yeah it's it's a it's pretty yeah it it, it hits you right in the feels for sure and that 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 whole thing it's like a really good bar toast too yeah yeah, it, yeah. It, like i thought about that the other day i was like that would be a really good bar toast you know mm-hmm like so, yeah. something that would be at the end of a of a movie, like uh, like like of an action movie yeah. of like <laughs> yeah, everybody sure, gathered like, around having a drink, yeah. getting ready to take a shot. You know, yep. maybe something like uh, the red movies where it's all the old action stars. Yeah, <laughs> like that would be great. And it, it's so amazing how much Scott Hall has touched people's lives, even mm. from a distance. You know. Danny, what are some of your, and I'm, I know Tanner's supposed to be taking the lead, but because yeah, I don't have just, a lot you know. of, you know, <laughs> be, because I didn't watch, um, what are some of you guys' favorite memories or favorite matches of Scott Hall? Um, well, for me, I'm kind of the same as you. Like, I didn't start watching until around that time. Um, so my favorite era of him is uh, actually from TNA from uh, 2010 when he came back and he had a, a six-month run with um, the NWO on TNA Impact and they even used the WSW music and I think it was so cool um, but it didn't end well but I, I think um, I think most most of those times were my favorites yeah and now you get the pleasure because you know where we are in watching Monday Night Raw and the WWF Attitude Era, Scott Hall is long gone, but you have the unique opportunity now because you're doing Nitro Nights, so you get to see, 
you know, you're kind of like me, you know, on that part that you hadn't watched it. So now you get the pleasure of, of watching him work through the outsiders and NWO and bringing Hulk, Hulk Hogan in and all that stuff. And so that's, hmm. that's really cool. What about you, Tanner? Um, so, so I'll, I'll it, it'll be a bit of a unique kind of thing here, at least uh, on this day is because, um, I, I did grow up, uh, getting to watch Scott Hall's matches and, and, and getting to see him, you know, perform on a regular basis, um, on, on Nitro. Um, I, I feel like, um, it's especially poignant with this show that we do here, uh, regularly, a change in attitude, whether or not Scott Hall, or Razor Ramon is, is on the screen when we watch these episodes and then talk about them later. Uh, it is irrelevant, I, I think, because his his shadow looms very large over this show just in general. If it weren't for him and Kevin Nash leaving to, to go to Nitro... I mean, you could. Uh, Mags always points to Austin three sixteen being the catalyst of the Attitude Era. Um, I, I really think that it's this, you know, that, that it's Scott Hall and Kevin Nash leaving uh, to to go to you know to go to WCW is really what kind of started the whole thing. Really, um, had it not been for that move and that shock, that that surprise. Um, that, that we got from, uh, especially Scott Hall, because I think he was the first one to cross over. Um, if it weren't for that, uh, you know, this show would likely not exist, you know? So a, a lot of the influence that we see, um, and that we get to experience in wrestling right now comes from Scott Hall. Um, I think he will go down in history as probably in my mind, uh, the best guy uh, to have never won a world championship um, in just in wrestling, bar none. Uh, I, I think he's the, he's easily the biggest star who, who's never won a major like a major world heavyweight championship. Um, and, and and I find it to be almost ridiculous to a comical extent that he never did right. It's certainly something in my mind that should have happened uh, just because of how much of a pro that he uh, was in the ring, um, how he was with his fellow co-workers. You know, um, you always hear things in the media about or, or about 10 years ago or so. You would always hear things in the media about, uh, you know, Scott Hall and, you know, him kind of being well um not to not to speak ill of the dead but he i mean he he was not in a good place right um but over the last 10 years with the help of ddp um turning his life around you know kicking drugs and alcohol you know and 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 really kind of getting getting his life back together i I mean he's he's certainly one of the best in my mind uh to ever do it um we, we, you brought up the NWO, Danny, and and it it made me think. You know, if you if you look at the NWO, you've got Hogan, who's like the star, like the the modern star and the star of yesteryear. You've got Kevin Nash, who I, I guess you know. Well, they kept calling him Big Sexy, so maybe he's like he's like for, like the ladies' man. I don't know. Uh, but Scott Hall to me was always the cool guy. He he was always the coolest guy in the NWO. And he just exuded that right from the time that he would come out, you know, from the entrance ramp. You you would know that okay, this guy's this guy's legit. Um, I mean, who else who else could throw a could have a cup of beer thrown at the back of their head and play it off like it was nothing? Just smoothed his hair and went on with it like you don't even bother me. He yeah. is literally for a lot of us the blueprint for what a bad guy, a cool bad guy can be. He, he's yeah. the bad guy that you want to root for, you know? I mean, I'm looking, you know, granted I'm on Wikipedia, but just looking at some of the, the things that he won, he did win the WCW World Television Championship one time. Yeah. Um, and then he won the WCW uh, United States Heavyweight Championship two times. Yeah. But really... There's, I mean, there's the World Wrestling Council, the Caribbean Heavyweight Championship, Universal Heavyweight Championship, but 
when we think of just WWF, WWE, he won the Intercontinental Championship four times. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. Like he, Which is still a major achievement. Other, yeah. But, oh, like, absolutely. But still, like you would expect for him to have so much more. Yeah, and a lot of what he's won outside of that have has been tag team championships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but still, I mean, match of the year in 94 between mm-hmm. him and Shawn Michaels, the very first ladder match at WrestleMania 10. Mm-hmm. Like you that's something that you can't you can't minimize. Yeah. You know, you can't take for granted because that was the very first ladder match that set the standard for ladder matches for years until like maybe we got the first and second TLC matches between mm-hmm. Dudley's Hardys and Edge and Christian. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, to the, the, the accolades that you could put on this man as a person, as a tag team member, um, it, it, you can't, you know, even after everything he went through, he had such a love for the business, such a mind for the business. And it's, it's a big loss. There's so many people who are students of professional wrestling and you cannot discount Scott Hall when you study the art that is pro wrestling. He had it down to a T. And so it's, he's definitely going to be missed by so many people, so many people, both pro wrestlers and fans alike. And I think he has a legacy that will stand the test of time. Point blank. Danny. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was just going to say, um, when TNA started, the first major feud was Jeff Jarrett and Scott Hall. So, like, his his fingerprints are all over wrestling, are they? Not just the 90s, but even into the 2000s and even into the 2010s with all his appearances he made. Mm-hmm. So, um, he did something really good where he took the Razor Ramon character and made it as much as himself as he could. So, mm-hmm. like, when he transitioned over to WSW, he was kind of, like, they, he was so well-known, he didn't have to do a full gimmick change. So that's something you've yeah. got to respect as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and, and uh, you know, uh, Scott Hall, um, I, I, I don't know if you can call him, like, a, a big fan of the arts, but he definitely had a, an appreciation for, for cinema. You know, that's where, you know, he got, he got the idea of Razor Ramon from... Uh, Tony Montana, you know, right? Yeah, Scarface. Scarface. Yeah, yeah that, that's where that's where he got the idea for Razor Ramon. He got the idea of uh, the of Sting's, you know, Crow uh, from the Crow, like Ori pointed out. You know, I mean, I, I think that he he had a really good um, he has he has really good perception and and a, and a really good ability to kind of read. Um, just, just kind of read situations and 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 make and and kind of make it his own, if that makes any sense. Like, no, it absolutely just... does. And even, you know, even though Razor Ramon was based off of Tony Montana and Scarface, he still mm-hmm. took it and did it in a way to make it his own. Yeah, right. you know, right. even though The Crow and, and Eric Draven was, ba- you know, was that movie and he gave the idea to Sting, he helped Sting or Sting himself make it his own. Right. And was able to do it in such a way that you could see the parallels without it being an exact copy. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously there's going to be those jaded fans that are going to be like, Oh, they're just copying this because it's popular. But especially with the Razor Ramon type character, whether it's WWF or WCW, he still had a way of making it his own and you could see the nod to it without it being a complete copy and fully buying into the character, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's, I think that's a rare thing in today's day and age. Yeah. It's it's very um, it's very rare, um, you know, just in general to have the quality of person that he was. 
uh, I, I I think. Um, you know, it's uh, it's not the um, the easiest thing to to kind of do this segment, but um, you know, Scott Hall truly one of the best, um, and I I think that he uh, he'll definitely be very missed. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so uh, our, our sincerest condolences to uh, Scott Hall, uh, Scott Hall's family, uh, and and friends uh, wherever you may be. Um, you know, we uh, we will raise a toast to the bad guy later after the show. Um, but yeah. Um, This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Uh, well, I guess we uh, we got to get on with uh, with the show regardless. So uh, we, we've got uh, WWF in your house, Final Four. Uh, that we'll be reviewing. Uh, that'll be uh, you know, Danny and myself. Um, Ori, any any words or thoughts on the show before you head out the door? Um, I haven't finished watching it. I'll be honest with you. If you are trying to follow along, it is season three, episode one. I will say that first match between Leaf Cassidy and Mark Marrow was very interesting. Very very interesting. I really like how. And of course, I'm skipping ahead, but um, I really liked how, because I feel like there's a, a a change coming in Marrow and Sable. They have been baby faces for quite a while. There mm-hmm. were some shenanigans in this match that felt very heel-like, but Leaf Cassidy went and, tr- and tried to take out that left leg and did an amazing job trying to ground Mark Marrow, who overcame it. Um but yeah, I feel like I feel like there's a there's a it, it felt like the majority of the match, Marrow and Sable were the faces and Leaf was the heel who got the jobber entrance, might I add. Yes. But somewhere in that match, and I want to say it was when Sable was trying to help Marrow by pushing in the ropes, that whole thing flipped. Like he still mm-hmm. got the accolades and the cheers and everything at the end, but I'm sensing I'm sensing a, a character shift from them, and I could be wrong, but it just yeah. kind of felt that way to me. So, no, but it was sure. a good match altogether. It was good. a really good match altogether. Well, we'll we'll have to to get more of your thoughts on the show, uh, you know, later because uh, yeah, I, I thought that this was a a very interesting pay per view, and uh, yeah, I, I hope you have a good day at work. <laughs> Thank you. I will finish watching yeah, this uh, at work and send over a few thoughts, or we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, so, yeah, whenever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, have a good show, guys. You guys have a great day. Um, just to go ahead and throw my socials out there, since I am yes, leaving Ori the Draw, yeah, Ori the Draw, at- Twitch, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. Nice. So, nice. Have a good Bye. show. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right. Well, that was that was wonderful getting the chance to to hear from Ori. Uh, I I was trying not to take up so much of her time because you know with her boss calling in, you know, it's, I just didn't want her to get in trouble. Uh, <laughs> but 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 Danny, uh, in your house, final four. What what did you make of this show here from from the top? Um, as you said in the chat, it was very easy to watch, wasn't it? Under two hours. Um... A lot of action uh, and a lot of story as well, wasn't there? Yeah, a, a lot of a lot of um, a lot of story. Uh, it feels like there's a lot of changes going on here, of course, um, as as Ori brought up. And um, dare I say that this might be the best pay per view that we've had to watch on 
a change in attitude thus far. I I was actually very impressed uh, by the show um, for its time from top to bottom. It's on that uh, road to WrestleMania, isn't it? So um... <laughs> starting to pull out all the big guns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, as as Ori brought up, uh, opening match here um, is uh, <laughs> is uh, Marrow uh, Marrow. Yeah, Mark Merrow, Merrow Mabel, whatever, whatever you want to call him, and Leaf Cassidy. Um, we we have our ring announcers as Jr. and the King. Yeah, uh, they're they're there. No Vince. Vince is somewhere else. I don't, I don't know. Vince, Vince left. Uh, maybe he was that person that was running past the camera as we got the sh- the, the pay per view start. I don't know. Um, but yeah, um, Mark Merrow whoever he is uh versus leaf Cassidy, also uh aka al snow um this was surprisingly um violent <laughs> like i felt they weren't going very easy on each other here <laughs> danny <laughs> yeah i agree with you it was it was very stiff wasn't it um regarding his names i was about to call him uh um Johnny B. Bad because I thought um, I was watching Nitro Nights when I was writing this. I was thinking, oh no. But no, yeah, I agree with you fully. It was very, they were throwing some haymakers, weren't they? Yeah, it was just like this got surprisingly stiff all of a sudden. Um, and th- like, uh, and, and I think this was maybe, I don't know if this was Mero like trying to like really up his, his change in attitude. Um, there or is. if this, <laughs> or if this was like him, maybe like I don't know. He was just being really rough with uh, Leaf Cassidy, and I think that after a certain point, Leaf Cassidy said, uh, "Well, well, to hell with this. I'm I I got to retaliate. I got to defend myself." So um, Al Snow, Leaf Cassidy responded in kind, um, just really. Like really aggressive, really stiff kind of stuff. Um, Definitely. But speaking of stiff, um, what did you make? Did you catch Jerry Law's line about um, spousal abuse? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Jesus. The king is certainly. um, Ah, jeez. His commentary is certainly for its time here. <laughs> it's, uh, we've talked about him uh, countless times on this show, uh, making statements like that. Um, you know, I won't repeat it. Y'all can go back and watch it and hear hear it from the, the horse's mouth itself. Um, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> there's just like, I don't know. He, he tends to cross and blur those lines pretty regularly. Um, but yeah, I mean, this match, um, I think as, as an overall was, was pretty good. Um, unexpectedly good. I would say neither man really put up with the other one. (laughs) Like it looked like in parts that they weren't really cooperating, but I felt like that actually added more tension to the match. Um, we had Sable doing a lot of outside interference, uh, Cassidy, uh, Leaf Cassidy went to go, and um, I guess go after her for some reason. Uh, I guess as you do, being the the, the baby face, the jobber baby face. Um, and um, th- this this distraction le- leads to Mark Marrow uh, essentially, um, ultimately putting Cassidy away. It leads to a suicide dive, and then Mark Marrow um, brings Leaf Cassidy back in the ring, hits the wild thing, shooting star press, um, and yeah. That's that's about it. <laughs> that's all she wrote for that one. Um, yeah. What are you what are you thinking of uh, this new take on Mark Marrow? It's something uh, I'm excited to see. I mean, um, wasn't it like a, a couple months ago he was getting pasted in the face by Goldust and he did absolutely nothing uh, in retaliation? So it's nice to see him. He's got a bit of an edge here. True. And also, you kind of see that in Sable, too, right? She's got uh, kind of that leather bodysuit and, like, the dark sunglasses, uh, trying to look like a like a movie star or like a, like a Hollywood babe of some sort, Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Pamela Anderson. Uh, 
Yeah, exactly. It, that, it, that's spot on right there. Um, yeah, I, I thought that this was a, a, a good way to set the tone for, uh, for the show. Um, <laughs> we do get the honky tonk man coming out after this match, but we don't actually get to see if, if I'm remembering correctly, we don't, he doesn't actually end up playing for the show. Like he plays for the live crowd, but we get the, we get the Shawn Michaels lost his smile video tribute. The whole thing, the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it was kind of in that like 90s slow mode like choppy kind of animation <laughs> he's he's still very much alive i don't know what <laughs> what we're doing here but yeah. that's how i felt as well i felt like they were just playing his his uh last moment um it was very somber wasn't it <laughs> yeah it was like what like this is not uh <laughs> this is not very um becoming uh i mean we do get the the excerpt which is important uh obviously for tonight's show of uh, gorilla monsoon uh talking about the final four for tonight um and that the winner would be the new wwf champion um but uh but yeah um if you haven't already seen the the Shawn michaels lost lost his smile speech then you you've got a perfectly good opportunity here to watch it uh, as Danny said, in, in its full review. <laughs> um, Psycho Sid uh, is backstage, and he says that uh, you know they're gonna that that he's coming for the WWF title against whoever wins in the final four match. Um, uh, he is the master and the ruler of the world, um, and he'll be he'll be seeing them on Monday night. Uh, Danny, what do you what do you make of uh, Sid's odds here? Uh, I'm excited, but the first thing I thought about was, did he fly in, get dressed and everything just for this interview? <laughs> it, it it seems that way, just about. That and the, the video cutaways that we'll get to later. Yeah, it's like, dude, you... <laughs> like, I, I hope you're getting paid. I know you probably are yeah. getting paid, but, like, it was... <laughs> it, 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 it would cost a premium just for that, yeah. I would say. But uh, there was no softball, so I'm I'm assuming he was happy to just fly in. <laughs> exactly, exactly. He 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 wasn't uh he wasn't causing any commotion down at the local saloon. He, he or 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 on the baseball field. He he was he was there. <laughs> he was available. Um, we get a um an interesting um six man tag match here. Because I don't remember this ever being like brought up as a thing, nor can I remember that I guess the opening match being brought up as a thing for this pay per view. Um, but we got Farouk, Crush, and Savio Vega. You know, Nation of Domination makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, versus uh, an All Star crew <laughs> of Bart Gunn, Flash Funk. And gold dust. <laughs> Th- it was three like characters, those... if I ever knew one. <laughs> it's like one of those games where you randomly play, uh, pick the uh, players, and uh, it just comes out with the lowest of the low in Bart Gun. Yeah, ex- exactly. Like if you've ever done like fantasy sports drafting, and you're getting really near the bottom of of, of the roster, and you're like, I gotta fill three spots. All right, (laughs) let's let's throw these guys in. But it was a surprisingly competitive match once again. Um, It's a bit on the short side, though, uh, Danny. I mean, what what did you make of it? Yeah, I would 100% agree. It was very short, but um, like you said, it was just a random match just chucked in. you had a lot of uh, there was a lot of crowd uh, crowd interaction. I found they seemed really into this, surprisingly, for this uh, match, but. I enjoyed it overall. What did you think of it, Tanner? Uh, going, I guess going back to to Bart Gunn, Flash Funk, and Gold Dust, three three guys who I don't think would would share a drink with each other. Uh, you know, like like they were surprisingly cohesive. Like they were out on a mission to prove something to the nation of domination. Um, it was just like this is very random, but but it's it's very satisfying, I suppose. Um, 
we we did get uh Bart Gunn looking really good. He he got the he got the hot tag towards the end of the match um as uh, as everything was starting to break down. Um and he went for the the top rope flying bulldog which looked great. I thought I, I think that this is, that's a great looking finisher. I'm surprised like Dolph Ziggler hasn't tried to nab that one. Um and uh yeah, it's just it's it's a short match, short, sweet, plenty of action. If you're if you like six man tag matches, um, this is not a this is actually a, not a bad choice for this era. As as short as it is, I I would say it's it's pretty solid. Um, uh, <laughs> the the finish had me intrigued though. Um, so Bart hits that flying bulldog. Goes to cover, I think it was Savio Vega. And once he does so, Crush enters the ring, unbeknownst to the referee somehow. And uh, he he summons the power of Hulk Hogan, ironically enough, and <laughs> drops the uh, the atomic leg drop over the head of uh, <laughs> of Bart Gunn and and uh, hoists Savio Vega over the top. And, uh, and uh, the Nation of Domination come away with the victory here. They look strong, didn't they? Oh, certainly. I mean, wh- what do you think of the Nation of Domination so far? I mean, we've we've talked about them um, weekly, of course, but like it, it feels like this is uh, kind of a big moment for them. Yeah, a big win on uh, pay per view against these three randomers. <laughs> but no, in um, in all seriousness, I'm I'm enjoying them, but I just wish they would just drop the um, rappers. Because they are annoying, and I, I know they, <laughs> I know they annoy the Lord Mags as well. So, um, but yeah, uh, what do you think about is it Wolfie D and JC Ice? I just can't stand them. What do you think? Uh, interesting names uh, for for a, for a pair of rappers, I suppose. Uh, I mean, I don't, I I don't mind them as much. They are annoying, and obviously they get really great. Like they get really great heat, but at the same time, it's just like I don't know. I, I guess in my mind, the the my memories are more fresh of Farouk, The Rock, Mark Henry. You know, like that being like the nation of domination. They didn't have the, all the pomp and circumstance of the rappers, and you know. Um, uh, the 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 attorney that's out there, their 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 advisor, um, that that's what I remember of a nation, the the nation of domination, personally. Um, but yeah, this was a this was a good coming together for the for the nation of domination. I think. Um, can't wait for Crush to leave though. That that guy does not, uh, you know, I jailbird. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> so um, we kind of get some insight here in the next segment with Do- uh, Doc Hendricks. He's backstage with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, um, Danny, uh, I could be wrong, and and feel free to you know to please <laughs> to pr- you know like show me the way here. But when I hear uh, pay-per-view called Final Four, and I hear, okay, it's Stone Cold, it's Vader, it's Bret Hart, it's Undertaker. Um, that, to me, smacks of a fatal four-way match, right? L- yeah, like, no, like just t- a- totally. Uh, that's why I thought this was... Um, that's what was, I'd, I'd go as far as to say is it was promoted as such, wasn't it? I I feel like it was unless like we've led ourselves to believe this <laughs> differently. I felt like this was just going to be a traditional fatal four way match. Um, but in a revealing moment here, um, in this Doc Hendricks interview with Stone Cold Steve Austin, he he alludes to the match stipulations in that he threw he he says I'm gonna throw these three pieces of trash over the top or I threw these three pieces of trash over the top at the battle uh, at the Royal Rumble, um, and that I'm gonna do it again, and so I was thinking like well, but but. But like I thought, y'all were gonna like have just a match. Like I, I, that's what I that's what I wanted. 
I, I just wanted them to have a match or, or like, yeah. uh, you know, like a, an elimination match of some sort. I don't know. But uh, it seems as though this is going to be very much a Royal Rumble style uh, over the top rope match <laughs> here, Danny. Um, yeah. So so when you when you think about this, I mean, th- did that change things for you as you're watching the show, knowing what the main event would, would likely be like? I was it definitely left me intrigued, but um, not hopeful because I too was expecting a fatal four way traditional match. Where, um, but um, yeah, yeah, I was I was just thinking, I was like, okay, how's this going to play out? Because they have to chuck Vader over, they have to all three of them. So it just kind of left me thinking, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, what what did you make of Stone Cold's promo? Oh, it's really good because um, that uh, that was the first time I remember seeing rest, a wrestler sitting down kind of promo or being interviewed. Uh, normally, you get the standard of them standing around or yeah. uh, looking uncomfortable. So this was actually a nice change. Um, what did you think of it? I I I also noticed the sitting down as well. It, it makes I I feel like uh like that makes Stone Cold kind of come across both kind of carefree but also imposing at the same time like like he didn't have to be bothered about being in this match because he was so in the zone and he like he couldn't care less what <laughs> what he was doing at the time in front of the camera when Doc Hendricks was around right yeah. like again very very much building into that that Stone Cold character um, yeah. that we would have years later but a lot more collected not not nearly as um you know um erratic and unpredictable as what we would see with the the texas rattlesnake um next match up here is a rematch of the intercontinental uh championship uh new newly crowned champion rocky maivia uh aka uh the the rock i i, I don't know if you guys have heard of him he's i i i think he's pretty pretty good I, I don't know what he's doing anymore uh he might be a donut maker or a, a, like a pastry chef um i, I really don't know he's, he's somewhere. somewhere i heard he's uh, kind of a big deal but nothing really springs to mind so yeah i, I never hear about him in the news ever like like uh, you know you'd think that like he'd be in some movies or something but i i don't know i've i've not seen that um Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. <laughs> Rocky Maivia uh, takes on former champion Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Helmsley gets the uh, extravagant entrance that he always does, uh, despite him not being the champion. You would think that he would uh, he would have maybe a little bit more of a toned down entrance, <laughs> but uh, but no, he gets the the full uh, blue blood entrance here. Um, and then Rocky Maivia, being Rocky Maivia, you know, hypes up the crowd. Um, d- decent match. Decent match here, uh, Danny. And we got a little bit of a surprise debut, too. Yeah, it was really... Um, I enjoyed it. The one thing that I hated about this match was Jerry Lawler saying uh, Peter Maivia is in hell once again. He just can't seem to shake that uh, every time Rocky Maivia comes out. But um, I, I enjoyed this match as well, yeah. And we even had um, Goldust uh, just randomly walking out, didn't we? <laughs> Yeah, he was just like, I'm here. I'm gold dust. Um, well, I guess they... Uh, no, they... that wasn't that wasn't the debut I know you was talking about. Well, no, no, for sure. But, like, I did find it odd that Goldust, like... I, I guess this goes back to him, like, Triple H and Goldust having a bit of a feud. But, like, it feels like forever ago that we've even gotten mm. anything between these two. Um, yeah. I feel like the only reason Goldust came out was the, was that so that Marlena could take that um, choking. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> um, interesting, uh, I guess, subplot there with Goldust being there. Um, but of course, we do get uh, the debut of China. 
uh, you know, from behind the guardrail. You know, she starts uh, to grab Marlena as Danny said by the throat and starts choking her. It was it was kind of wild, actually. Um, security, uh, you know, I guess intervenes, takes her away um, as a, as Goldust is there to uh, console Marlena. Um, but uh, I, I'd say the only criticism that I really have of this match is that it seemed like. You know, beyond the match, there was a lot going on that could be very distracting. Um, but yeah, um, Rocky p- picks up a, a good win and, uh, and and retains the title here. It seems like he's still trying to figure out what his finish is. He he, he did a good you know suplex. He's got a good suplex in him, but you know it, do- it doesn't feel complete yet. No, I agree with you. Um, it was a bit of a a Blair finish, wasn't it? Where it was just kind of like kind of out of nowhere because of the distraction. But um mm-hmm. yeah, I think you're right. He's definitely trying to figure it out, see what gets over. True. Um and, and you know, who knows? Maybe maybe something will become of this uh Rocky guy. I I, I don't know. Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe someday. <laughs> but just uh, just going back to China for a second. Yeah. Uh, please. Uh, her choking um, Marlena just that really looked legit, didn't it? It was like she really wanted to just murder this woman. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, well, in, in China, uh, even even this early, very physically imposing, right? So it's like you know, it's just, you see this random person, right? Is, you know, starting to choke Marlena, uh, and then you notice, it, you know, how how actually like physically big China is. Um, and, and just how strong she is, um, you know, very imposing uh, again, uh, compared to Marlena. Um, so it was, it was a very shocking moment for sure. Um, let's see. Yeah. Matt match was good. You know, uh, no real complaints about it. Uh, we are taken backstage. Uh, Kevin Kelly's there with, uh, with Vader and, uh, you know, uh, Paul Bearer as well. Uh, they hype up Vader as being just super dominant, um, very consistent. Um, but uh, in all reality, I mean, I, I feel like uh, I feel like maybe Vader's been anything but consistent. <laughs> I'm, I'm just glad he was booked on an in your house since he missed the last one that was named after him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, maybe this is to, to make up for for lost time. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, Vader seems like he could be a favorite in this match. Um, I think you brought up earlier his size, you know, um, I, I, I mean, I guess who, who did you have as a favorite going into this or, or did you already know? Oh, I actually didn't know. I thought, um, Stone Cold would have won this not to play spoiler, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no, um, yeah, I was actually really impressed, um, with this promo of Vader's, but, Paul Bearer just uh, came in and just outdid him in uh, a matter of thirty seconds, didn't he? Yeah, Vader's not a much of a talky talk kind of guy. It seems Paul Paul Bearer better suited to that role. I guess there's still that alliance there between Vader and mankind and Paul Bearer, so maybe Paul Bearer took it upon himself to I don't know hitch his wagon to to Vader. I guess. Um, let's see I think here. he did. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's it's not the first person I would think of, but it's it it works. It 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 does work. Uh, plus, you get the Undertaker involved, so I mean, you got to have Paul Bear being on opposite ends of the Undertaker, I I suppose. Um, the next match up here on the card, I feel like we've seen this a lot lately, but we're getting it again, um, and this time. Boy, howdy! This is a this is a tag match for sure. Uh, your WWF World Tag Team Champions Owen Hart and Davy Boy Smith uh, with Clarence Mason doing double duty tonight um, is taking on uh, Doug Furness and Phil Lafon. Uh, this match here, Danny, I really, really, really like this match. <laughs> I was the same as you. It's definitely for me. It was match of the night. Um, yeah, as you said, we have seen this a lot. I think this is about the fourth time we've seen this match. Uh, well, well, I've seen this match since I've joined your wonderful team. Um, yes, uh, so I was thinking when I saw it, I was like, oh, again, 
but it did it it blew expectations oh yeah like i feel like you know every time that i get to see these two teams in the ring with each other it just keeps getting better and better and better and like don't get me wrong i was very skeptical of doug furnace and phil lafon you know coming in they've got a big tag match here uh, against the champions, two guys who are known to be very, very solid in the ring. Um, but yeah, Doug France and Philophon hold their own uh, for for a lot of it. We get kind of a a bunch of different styles, right? We get a little bit of a, a shoot wrestling slash collegiate wrestling here between um, uh, you know Furnace and and uh, uh, and Owen for a little bit. Uh, Lafon kind of. Um, holds his own and, and kind of does more modern adaptations of professional wrestling. Davy Boy Smith is a powerhouse. You get a little bit of everything in here, and, and the the drama was so significant. I feel um, that that it really left me wanting Lafon and, and Furnace to come away with the the, the titles here. Yeah, same here. I, I thought that this was their night. Um, I kept thinking to myself, oh, we're going to see Owen versus British Bulldog at WrestleMania because that's the way the story's been playing out. But um, So I'm excited to see where this story goes. But yeah, it, I really enjoyed the post-match of this as well. What did you think, um, Tanner? Well, and I'm glad that you brought that up because, I mean, obviously the finish comes with uh, Davy Boy's very much in control. Uh, you know he's he's about to uh to set up the the running power slam. I I believe it was on um Lafon, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so he's setting up the move. He is about to hit the slam, and then Owen just comes in randomly as Bulldog's in control and just nails Lafon with the the slammy right, which. I found it to be really, really odd, you know, like you're about to win this match and then you go and DQ your team. Like that's interesting choice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was the same. Um, I, I thought, wow, like that kind of came out of nowhere, but it just leads into this um, story that we've been uh, mm-hmm. seeing playing out for the last, I think since November, hasn't it? This Owen uh, Bulldog storyline. Yeah, it, it, it does taint the match a bit, but like you said, you know, post match, um, you know, obviously Davy Boy is super upset um, that he basically he couldn't pick up the win for the team, and that Owen basically, you know, gave uh, <laughs> you know awarded uh, Lafon and Furnace the win um, after um, you know <laughs> after he was. <laughs> After he hit Lafon with the Slammy Award right in front of the referee, um, it's just kind of crazy. Um, obviously, everybody did a great job in this match. Um, Owens trying to convince Bulldog after the match is over, like, "Hey, we still are the tag team champions." Like, I don't know what you're so upset about. And Davy Boy gets to upset to the point where he's about to he he picks up. Owen Slammy Award. He's about to like throw it. He's about to break it, and you know, like Owen's trying to calm him down. Uh, Clarence Mason's trying to calm him down. They're trying to get him to to be reasonable about this, um, but um, I think eventually they 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 walk away. Everybody walks away together. Uh, but uh, again, I don't think this tag team is long for this world here, Danny. I think they're. I think they are going to be. Uh, headed for Splitsville very soon. Oh yeah, you can definitely see it. That's why I was I was predicting Owen versus Bulldog at WrestleMania, and I don't even want to know if uh, before we watch it. So I'm excited to see how it plays out. What a match that would be too. I I would definitely want to see Owen and Davy Boy uh, in a match together. Um, in the back we've got Doc Hendricks with the Undertaker. Um, and uh, uh, Undertaker says that he's he's channeling the spirit of the old Undertaker, uh, you know, to to pick up the victory here tonight and to be called WWF champion. Uh, we uh, <laughs> uh, we do get the entrance of uh, I, I can't remember who comes out here first. Um, I, I think it's it's Vader, Austin, uh, 
Undertaker. Brett. Yeah. No. no, Brett comes last, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brett comes out last because everybody else makes their entrance, and then um, Kevin Kelly's with Brett backstage, and Brett says, uh, um, "You know, may the best man win." Essentially. <laughs> um, and, and we kind of get a little bit more of the rules here. Um, so it, it's basically Royal Rumble rules, but pinfalls and submissions are still eligible. Um, interesting take, I suppose. I, do, I guess it does add that added layer of drama. Um, we still get a little bit of action outside the ring because obviously you can go as long as you're not going over the top rope, then that's okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we get, we get three. Uh, I, I rather four of of the top stars here in um in the company at the time, and it really does feel to me like um uh what was it? There was a SummerSlam uh, uh, a few years back, Danny, and I'm sure you remember this, where they had Brock, Roman, Samoa Joe, and Braun Strowman in the main event. Yeah, this felt very much like that to me. <laughs> No, I completely agree. It was when they um, have the four big hosses just uh, into a um, into one uh, match, and it, it just feels big time, doesn't it? Oh, definitely. Well, and and you know, uh, again, I, I've never been like the biggest fan of Vader, but I have to give him his props in this match. This man took a beating, got bloodied up pretty bad. Um, I'm pretty sure him and Austin had some legit heat with each other <laughs> in this match. Um, just because like, uh, I think Austin went to flip off Vader before the match even started. Vader flipped the bird right back to him. And then before I knew it, like Austin's got Vader outside the ring, punching him over the eye before. You know, before I guess using the ring bell, or maybe Vader used the ring bell on Austin. I I can't, I can't completely remember off of hand, but it, it was just like wow, this is this is incredible stuff here between these two. It really was, wasn't it? I wrote down in my notes. I wrote, "This is wild, fun, crazy, extreme," and that blade job of um, Vader. If if it was a blade job, maybe it just got. Cut hard way. Um, he, he lo- it looked he, it looked like it could have been just like a legit like I'm bleeding now, uh, <laughs> you know, like some real yeah. hard way stuff. It, I think it was yeah um, because him he was bleeding so much that Stone Cold's entire torso was covered in blood at one point, wasn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, Stone Cold was completely bloodied up, like completely bloodied up. Yeah, like. <laughs> Like it was just all over Austin's like side. Um, there was um, have, have you ever seen? There's a battle royal in Memphis. Um, I forget the year, but um, it's like a first blood battle royal where um, the only way you can be eliminated is if you bleed. Have you ever seen that? I I don't think I have. Tell tell talk to me about it. <laughs> It's very much like this match where um, a lot of the wrestlers are just covered in blood and, and things like that. And it was like, that's what it reminded me of, um, especially Stone Cold. It was like, oh man, he kind of been happy with Vader's blood all over him in that match. <laughs> oh yeah. Like it's, he's it, it, like Stone Cold is painted in Vader's blood. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's kind of a wild scene. Um, so, I believe it was Austin who got eliminated first. Um, and then, um, let me see here. Do, do you have any, um, uh, forgive me. Do you, do you have the notes on how they got eliminated? No, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. I, I, I'm guessing, I'm going guessing <laughs> so, to guess that it was Tom Cold because, um, I do remember Bret Hart and Undertaker being in the finishing. Yes, so so it was Hart, um, Hart and Undertaker were the finish. Um, Austin went first, um, and he tried to get back into the match, but security uh, escorted him out. Um, then it was Vader um, who got eliminated, um, and uh, yeah, it comes down to Austin, not Austin. It comes down to Hart and 
Undertaker. Austin and Vader tried to make their way back into the match, or at least to interfere. Um, uh, I guess one of, one of each of them. Um, and uh, I guess the the finish comes with uh, Brett basically. Um, I, I guess dumps him over. Brett dumps um, uh, Taker over the top rope. Um, and uh, and and yeah, that's that's all she wrote there. Bret Hart, your new WWF champion. I'm sorry, I wish I had better notes about the the, the elimination orders and stuff. But as uh, do nonetheless, I. <laughs> as nonetheless, do I. Um, <laughs> go ahead. I was, I was just gonna say, um, they all say wrestling's best when you don't know the results or you can't predict the results. Well, that's how I felt during this because uh, when I put this on. I thought Stone Cold won this match. And then when Stone Cold got eliminated, I thought The Undertaker won this match. So I was very surprised to see that Bret Hart was the winner. Yeah. Um, it, Bret Hart being the winner. And, and and thank you, Danny, for putting for putting this back into the listener's court here. If you guys want to know how these men were eliminated in this match, go watch it. It's a, it's a good match, uh, regardless of us uh, talking about it here and now. Um Brett seems like the right guy, um, though if you know what the WrestleMania 13 card kind of looks like, it is a bit of a curious pick, because um, obviously Brett versus Austin um, in the I Quit match was it it it, it wasn't for the title, um, so we know there's something coming up down the road that we're not quite sure of. Um, uh, we do get Psycho Sid coming out though at the end of the match to confront Bret Hart. Bret Hart, obviously, being the champion that he is, uh, stands his ground, and and that's it. And I found that really odd as well. I, I kept thinking, man, is something going to happen or not? Is something going to happen? But um, there has to be some footage somewhere. Somebody in the crowd had to film what happened after, because I couldn't find anything online if they brawled or if they just shook hands. Um, that was a bit of a shame. It, yeah, it would be quite fun if if they like after jawing with each other as the you know camera goes off, you know, <laughs> they just shake hands and and leave. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. <laughs> uh, overall thoughts on the show, Danny? Um, I, I kind of was like in the middle for me because um, I I enjoyed the uh, the matches, but there were some things that I just didn't enjoy, like the repetitive um, nature of like the Rocky Maivia versus Triple H match we had just seen that on the previous Raw. Um, I think they could have just had, so, even though it was a good match, I think they could have just had something else in there. But um, overall, I'll just give this one a middle. How about you, Tanner? Um, I, I feel like it's, I can see where you're coming from, middle to slightly, I'd say middle to up. Uh, I, 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 again, I, I think I said at the start of the show, this is probably the best pay per view that I've seen them done since we started doing this show, right? Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I can understand if you have like modern sensibilities about wrestling that this might not be entirely your cup of tea. But if you are slightly curious about what wrestling was like um, in in that day and age. Then yeah, go check it out. Like this is it's not a bad show. It's it's actually really well built and um uh it's paced very well. It's not gonna take up a whole lot of your time. It's less than two hours long. Yeah, I mean I, I I'd say it's you know, if if not good, then at least ideal. A good ideal pay per view. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's definitely not a bad show because I was entertained throughout the whole thing, so yeah. Well, awesome. Well, Danny, um, well, I guess we're we're obviously the panel is just you and I today. Where can people find more of you and your content out there on social media? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Scottish Struggler, where I masquerade as a Scotsman. Um, you can find me. You can hear me on One Man's Meat podcast and yeah. with the great Chris <laughs> Bellis. One of you my favorites. Hear- <laughs> oh, thank you. You can hear me on the great um, Nitro Nights with Cy Powell. We're, we're having mm-hmm. a lot of fun doing that. And you can mm-hmm. hear me here if I don't get fired by next week, by the Lord, <laughs> um, on the Changing Attitude with everyone else. Um, where can we find you, Tanner? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure you, you 
don't get fired next week. I promise. I can promise Thank you, you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you, you guys can find me on Twitter at uh, Texas Gentleman underscore. Um, I actually got hit up last night just out of the blue. I was like, oh, somebody's somebody's tweeting at me. This n- this never happens. So I clicked open my phone, and uh, uh, it's actually somebody who was doing a write-up about uh, a, a band called the Texas Gentleman. Uh, they were playing at South by Southwest this week, and I was like, uh, "The Texas gents." Yeah, exactly, exactly. They they <laughs> he got the wrong Texas gentleman, unfortunately. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, that's where you can find me, um, or uh, you can also just hit me up or any of our other Radio Techers team members over at Radio Techers R A D I O T E K K E R S. Uh, we cover uh, all, the gamut of all things here, um, whether it be pro wrestling, MMA. Uh, we cover uh, Premier League action, so a little bit of football there for you if you, if you like the football. Um, we even also are covering, uh, as Matt is doing right now, uh, uh, F1 racing which is a, a new addition. I'm very excited for him. Matt is super passionate about F1, and uh, we hope you all are too. So make sure to go and check those out over on uh, YouTube and Twitch, Radio Techers, R-A-D-I-O-T-E-K-K-E-R-S. Uh, for Danny, I'm Tanner, uh, and uh, y'all take care, enjoy the rest of your day, and don't forget to always use your head. Chairshot.com. Always use your head. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.